and welcome to Dev Party. Dev Party is our miniature kind of episodes where either Eric or I call each other up and develop film together. Well, that's true. It is very true. We do yep. that. It's true. So, hi. <laughs> Hi there. How how you doing? How you been? I'm okay. Um, so I got my hands in the dark bag, right? Um, okay. Supposed to be developing some color sheets. Okay, fun. I'm gonna use the Stearman press because I only have two sheets. <laughs> that's it. Well, that that yeah, that's easy. The Stearman press is actually a really really wonderful little Absolutely. invention. Um. So yeah, I uh, getting everything ready. Got my press and record. Open up my Stearman mm-hmm. press tank, and the inside of the Stearman press tank is not there. <laughs> like, I don't know where it is. Oh no! <laughs> so I gotta go get it. But it's okay because I have my handy recorder, and I'm just gonna, you know, just take a little walk around the house. No big deal. Give Ooh. you guys a tour. Beautiful. Our <laughs> listeners will will love this little tour of yes, Anna's house. Here we are in my office. It's quite a, a mess. Okay. They must be somewhere in there. Yeah, no, I found them. They were in my. Um, oh, perfect. My hutch. My camera of hutch. They were. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I think I'm good now. Uh, Eric. Why don't you yes. tell the lovely folks what you will be developing today? Well, I am also developing sheets. I am developing sheets of x-ray film. We are revisiting revisiting a few things here. And probably from the title of the episode, you'll be able to notice that we, I specifically, am using the tickle tent. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for those who are uninitiated, into what the tickle tent actually is. Oh, picture a a child, like a small child. Like, oh God, you're making it worse. Like, Let me. <laughs> no, no, like a small child's camping okay. tent, that size. You know, very small, kind of a toy tent. Picture that. Now, picture it all black, with two armholes in it, in the door. And those armholes are four arms. And inside is your darkroom. It's a little portable darkroom that we have unceremoniously named the Tickle Tent. In this particular darkroom, I have a half a gallon a gallon bucket full of water for my pre-soak. I have next to that a tray of of Rodinol one plus one hundred. I've got my water stop in another tray, and in for some reason in a Yankee tank, I have my fixer. FA, uh, no, what is it called? TA4? Uh, TF4? TF4. Well, that. So, I will be developing six sheets that I shot in a graph, graph, what are they, graphmatic back? So there's six sheets in there. So I'll be doing two at a time, which is not recommended. Do not do that. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm ready to start whenever I, each, each gets about four minutes of developing. And so I'll be looking at a clock and kind of counting in my head when those four minutes are up because my hands, again, are inside the tent. So basically... I have no access to anything yeah, so outside the tent. so your hands will be tickling the entire time. They <laughs> Indeed. Yes, yeah, 100% tickling. Uh, so I will be taking two sheets. Um, 
in about 15 seconds because I have to wait. And well, let's see if I can get them. I have one. I think I have one. Or do I have two here? Oh, it feels like I have two. Oh, I missed the the minute mark there, so I'm Go gonna have to wait for the next the minute. Go around again. Oh, isn't this lovely? <laughs> I think I have two stuck together. Oh. No, here they are. Here they are. All right, let me let me. Uh... <laughs> See, this is not this is not good podcasting, nor is it interesting. Okay, X-ray, so X-ray film is thin, and it is quite easy to double up accidentally. I've done that definitely at least once or twice. Well. I guess it's thin. I think more so it's just, uh, it's easy to scratch. Oh, yeah. Really, 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 really easy to scratch. Because there's emulsion on both sides. And so the problem here is that in my gallon bucket, all of the sheets have sunk to the bottom, which is, <laughs> which means they will absolutely be scratched. There's no way of getting around that. But I've got 10 seconds left before I put them in the developer and here we go. Developing. Yes. Amazing. Ah. And I will be agitating uh, somehow. <laughs> somehow. Wow, this is a bad idea. <laughs> Tickling, agitating. Sick. Okay. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's, yeah, I can't really feel where the sheets are in the developer, in the developing tray, because I want to get like a couple fingers between them so they don't overlap and now I, I am i'm hit my stride here 30 seconds in with no agitation this will be great this is a really really great way to do things so, great so what have you shot your two sheets of uh i shot my two sheets of uh when i went to visit my sister it had Ooh. snowed uh she's a little too low in elevation oh. so it didn't stick and it was just kind of wet uh, but there's a lot of mountains and hillsides around her, uh -huh. and there was a, a bit of a dusting uh, on one of the mountains, and the sun kind of was coming out, and it just looked beautiful. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to shoot some color. I'm going to cross the road. Uh, it's a two-lane road with people okay. <laughs> driving way too fast. <laughs> and uh, I was going to go embarrass myself and be on the side of the road trying to take a picture. And I'm hoping I took two because I was like, you know what? Sometimes I I just feel like I'd rather just take two and hope for the best, and that's what I did. I, yeah, <sighs> I, I I guess I get that. Especially shooting color, you're always a little weird about like, oh my god, is it gonna come out? Which is weird because it's it's the emulsion's no different than any other color emulsion for the most part. Yeah. It, this is actually technically slide, and I'm, I'm cross-processing oh. it, so... Oh, you're cross-processing slide sheets. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Okay. waiting for ACCN2, but it never showed up, so... Well, yes, let's talk about that. We were... We always... We, we've talked about doing an ECN2 episode we've for a few weeks a now. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, the FX1 is still coming. But the ECN2... <laughs> I shipped to you, and it is just hanging out in Vegas right now. It's I get a it. Time. <laughs> it is. It is hanging out with with Sinatra and and <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. Well, I mean, why not? Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try these two sheets. Cross process. 
So yeah, the ECN2 will happen hopefully next time. It should be able to get to you by then, I would hope. If not, I'll, I'll send another another kit. And then we'll be going through how to do uh, everything from like remjet removal all the way to the end. We want to explain how, how very easy remjet removal is. Absolutely. But we don't want to explain it yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, also, um, yes. just another... Uh, I had someone message me, um, Alejandro, I think it was. Uh, okay. He wanted me to kind of make some videos of film development, just like a super simple oh. C41 process. So, uh, well, sure. I haven't done that yet, but I do plan okay. to do it. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned. I'll probably put that up somewhere for okay. all to see. Um, just as a like kind of refresher, you know, how to load film on the reel yeah. and how to make a film flower, all that stuff. People are really digging your film flowers. Oh my god, it makes me so happy. I knew, you know, if I, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this because it rules and yeah. it, it'll eventually catch on. <laughs> and I think it has. It, I think it has too. It makes me so happy. Well, good. So thank you everybody for using the film flowers. I appreciate it. It is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Do you want to explain what a film flower is, since we're, we're here for a, a bit? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, a film flower is when you use the plastic reels to develop, and mm -hmm. it's, you open up very carefully, so the film stays in the spiral, and you can see it, and it's just like a little spiral of film, and it looks like a little flower. It's gorgeous. And that's Aww. what I... That's a, that's a film flower. <laughs> lovely. That's just lovely. It is. Quite lovely. Yes. Yes. So, Graflex, actually, Super D on these two sheets, by the way. Oh, cool. Yep. Pretty nice. happy about that. As you should be. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I'm going to shoot tomorrow. Yeah. So am I. I'm going to um, meet up with friend of the show, Alan, and nice. I think we're going to go to like San Pedro area. Okay. Um, the only issue I'm having is I was hoping for like a sunny day, and I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow, unfortunately. Oh, so. no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay, though. I mean, that's kind of how I'm liking the shoot. I was out shooting in Seattle this past weekend, mm -hmm. or two weekends ago for the listeners, and it was very sunny, and I didn't know what to do. It was like, oh my god, now half of my subjects are gone, because half of them are in shadow. So like the things that I really wanted to shoot weren't there. Mm. I was like, I didn't realize this was like an, an evening shot. What's, what the hell? I wanted, I wanted this to be nice. Yeah, it really bummed me out. But tomorrow, it's supposed to be like mostly cloudy with like bits of sun, especially towards evening. And so I'm going to a, a, a little a, a park that I've been to before, and I'll be shooting some, um, probably some color in your Hasselblad. Ooh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. What color? Um, well, it will probably be Vision 3 on 120, which we will be developing during the ECNT <laughs> episode. Uh, yeah, look at that, previewing a little bit. 
Uh, that's the one that I sent you, right? It is, yes. Oh, what happened to the it other is one? Indeed. The other, well, the other one, we'll talk about that then. We don't have to talk about that now. Mm, I don't know. I kind of feel like we should. I'm not, I just wasn't sure how the Hazelblad worked. And so I was treating it like a Momia RB67 and cocking the shutter and advancing the film separately when cocking the shutter does that automatically. And so I wasted about half the roll <laughs> before I figured it out. Aye, aye. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? He's had the camera for long enough. I didn't realize I was responsible for reminding him how to do this. I did just, say it wasn't your fault, but I guess just I Just saying it. <laughs> just saying uh, that. I want all right. no responsibility for this. <laughs> I am a little bummed, though, because I was really excited to see, uh, you know... Your pictures, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of the pictures, I, I didn't take any pictures that, um, well, what am I trying to say here? Nothing that I, that I shot, I don't, I don't think, you know, didn't turn out. It was just, I was just wasting blank rolls, uh, blank frames. Yeah. So it wasn't like I, I shot something and it, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. As far as I know. I mean, it's possible that it didn't. <laughs> but yeah. not because of this. That's a different, a different reason. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm I'm right now fishing the last two sheets out of the uh, poorly conceived bucket of water. Uh, I should definitely be not be using a bucket of water for this. And I think I'll, when I'm done here, I'll take some pictures of my setup because uh, some people might be interested in maybe buying a a, 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 a darkroom tent or a tickle tent of their own. Mm-hmm. And I. I I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but we've we've have more listeners now than we had, so let's go over it again. <laughs> I I guess I recommend this. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure I recommend it, but I guess I do. If you have no other option, if there's no other dark room for you, this might be a good idea. It might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do have access to a dark room, there's zero reason for this. I suppose if you've got a big enough table, like a big enough portable table, or like a truck bed, and you're doing maybe like tin types on the road, this could be pretty good for that, actually. Um, there's probably better ways to do that, but this is this is pretty good. Well, I talked um, to you about that. I because I have a um, an old luggage. I was thinking about converting into some kind of like portable tin type developing little system, sure, with a little yeah. window. Uh, but yeah. you were saying your tent actually has a window. Are you using the win- window right now? No, the tent has uh, the tent has a has a window of sorts. It is literally a hole. Um, hold on, I I dropped. I, I meant to put my sheets in the uh, fixer, but I just dropped them on the floor of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should put the window in. Huh? This is this is going very well. Yeah, because I could. You you could develop these under a red light, which is really nice thing about about X-ray film. So yes, it has a window, but it is a hole covered in Velcro. So what they want you to do, and they they, they have this thing that ships with it, is they have a little patch that's made of Velcro that goes over the hole. They also have another thing that is a little like cushioned oval. 
that hmm. has a head strap on it, and you strap the cushion oval to your head, and you look through the hole in the oval, and the rest of it Velcros to the tent. So you're literally Velcroing your head to the tent, and then you are to put a red light inside the tent. So m that's stupid. So my next little project is I have Ruby Lith, which is the clear Ruby um, transparency, not paper, though it's really thick, uh, that you use for like gel lights and, and things like that in the theater. So my, my goal is to somehow affix that to this hole okay. so I can open up the hole and then put a red light inside of it and I can look to see what I'm doing and maybe have a bit more accuracy with like maybe like not dropping. Okay. The, yeah. And also, it'll free up my hands a little bit. To the actually, it won't. So never mind. Never mind that. <laughs> uh, and so right now, what I'm doing is I'm trying to remember how long I've been developing these last two sheets. <laughs> I remember I put them into the top of a minute, which I think was minute sixteen, <laughs> but it could have been minute seventeen. And it's minute 19 now, so it's either time to take them out or a minute to take them out. So I'm going to wait a minute and then How about take you wait out. 30 seconds? Well, I'm going to wait a minute because I'm not 100% sure of anything I said there. Gotcha. I am... When I was doing this before, like after my summer trip, I had 80 to do. And so I did them in like two chunks. And so by, you know, the second chunk... I was I had this down. I was like really really good at it, but I haven't done that since since August or maybe September, mm -hmm. and so now I'm really rusty, and that's fine I guess. But um, I would like to do this more, which means shooting more X-ray, which I, I love. Mm -hmm. And so all of the ones that I did through through uh, that I shot in July and developed in August, those are being published in the issue number ten of Conspiracy of Cartographers which will be out uh, whenever it comes back from the printer. Uh, if you're getting anything printed by Mixam right now, they are kind of giving you a runaround about, yeah. about print dates. So uh, that's fun. Um, yeah. So I, I guess we just, it, we're playing a little wait and see game here. But there's a lot that's going to ha be happening with that one. That's the one that I'm giving everybody a negative. Er, well, not everybody, but the first like, 40 people who order it, a negative. And a cyanotype made from that negative, and that will all be included with the zine. And they're negatives that appear in the zine, so I that's a weird thing to do, I guess, but that's what I'm doing. Hmm. Yes. So right now, I'm stopping my last two sheets, nice. and I'm agitating the stop a little bit, because uh, why not? And then I'll be put the, putting them into the fixer, and then I'll, I'll be done as far as that goes, and it'll be time for me to wash. Wonderful. Yeah. How about you? Where are you? Uh, i got my 20 more seconds to my dev, and then I'll do a six-minute Blix. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. So I'm just uh, cool. trucking along over here. You are trucking along, so I can just kick back, honestly, because <laughs> I'm, I'm – I mean – this this fixer that we have is you you can't overfix with True. it, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Not the, not with rapid fix. I don't I don't know that you really can. Maybe if you leave it in there overnight or something. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, with this one, you apparently there is no such thing as overfixing. So okay. 
That's <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to remove my hands and arms from the tickle tent. I will now be able to stand upright because the table is about seven or eight inches lower than I need it to be. And so I'm hunched over for the past 21 minutes. <sighs> and that's been fun. So the sheets that I'm doing now, I developed, no, I shot them. Uh, I, I guess I don't really know where. On the, on the Graflex, let's look at this now. On the Graphmatic back, it's one zipper. This is double zippered, by the way. See, two zippers. On the Graphmatic back, it says Farmyard. So, yeah, your guess is as good as mine on that one. So I have a feeling it might be the farmyard that I've shot in Adams County, where I just kind of hung out there for about an hour and shot all around it. And it was really, really wonderful. And I'm hoping that's what it is because Graflex shots of that would be pretty rad. Yeah. I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. Pretty good with the Graflex. Um, how was it? shooting that with a graphmatic back did that seem to be a little bit more difficult no not at all <laughs> not at all difficult uh because i don't trust my rangefinder. Mm -hmm. so i went through the ground glass every single time yeah that's what i meant um i know that you do that so yeah. how did that how did that work out were you having a hard time keeping track of of you know what you did with the graphmatic back no, no, not at all. It was really easy. Graphmatic backs are wonderful. If you have um, any kind of four by five and you're shooting, you know, a multiple exposures in, in uh, I guess usually it's better for handheld, I guess, but you can use it for, for regular field work, I guess. Yeah. I, I really like them. It's, it's really hard to explain what they are. They're, they hold six sheets and you kind of ratchet through the sheets and it mm. shuffles them for you. It's all light tight. It all just works. Well, when it works, it all it all just works. Mm -hmm. um, go onto YouTube and search it. There's a few good, uh, quick tutorials on how they work, and it's it's really a fascinating, fascinating little piece of equipment. And I've got I think four of them now, and I love them. I use them for X-ray almost exclusively because mm -hmm. I, I I shoot I shoot all the X-ray handheld for the most part. Mm -hmm. And that's at 25 ISO, and shooting 25 ISO handheld is, is just so wonderful. I love it. Mm. So, nice. um, you're probably blixing at this point, are you not? I am blixing at this point. Wow, yes. amazing. Oh, um, another thing I wanted to mention, I've been getting yeah. a lot of messages about my zine <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> oh, a you lot do a zine? Of, a lot of encouragement. Okay, well... I do do zines, but at the moment, Marley and I decided that we we're going to purge our closets like <laughs> during the new year. And that was probably not a good idea because now I'm like, okay, I need to like figure out what to do with all this stuff. Uh, so I'm going to donate some of it, but some are like vintage pieces that I kept for her and now they don't fit her. So I'm like going to, um, you know, pass them along. And okay. that has been <laughs> kind of an interesting situation. Uh, but okay, what does that have to do with you not doing zines? Because it uh, sounds really my, close to being an excuse. Because my Etsy page is where I usually put my zines. And right now, if you look on there, there's no zines. But 
on the zine front, I do have one thing I would like to say. <laughs> oh. And that is, um, I've been working on this like small little project with 120 film backing paper, and I've kind of hit a roadblock, but I think I have another idea on how to get it right. So there may or may not be something coming up soon, but it's going to be pretty limited, <laughs> like maybe 10 at the most. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, just because... And that's, and that's just... And why, and why, and why that... Uh, why that forced scarcity there? What's going on? Um, well, I just, I want to make sure that I have one finished, kind of, and I have it wrapped up, and so I need to unravel it again and do the one thing that I'm thinking might help, and mm -hmm. wrap it up again, and then kind of see how it looks after, like, being wrapped up and unwrapped, like, four or five times. I just want to oh, make gotcha. sure these are like sturdy enough to yeah. to give to people. Um, sure. It's more of yeah. an art project than anything, yeah. but it's really neat and it it just got me kind of excited and um, yeah. So if you are interested <laughs> in one of those, just uh, keep your eyes peeled because okay. I will announce it quickly and then they will probably there'll be just a just a couple. So, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, you you do, I've heard, have a zine completed. And yeah, just, but I'm probably gonna have to rearrange that one now. It's been too long. You know, I have a copy of it on PDF. You know what? It's complete, <laughs> with the exception a, of the introduction. That was such a there's, bad choice to send that to you. <laughs> oh my god, there's there's really no reason at all that I can't just print this for you and get it over with. <laughs> That would be hilarious. Uh, go ahead, uh, I don't care. <laughs> you we can will even see. see. You can sell it for me too. It's fine. <laughs> I guess I would do that. Yeah, oh, I guess you I know would what? do that. Maybe just what? make it like an add-on for your conspiracy of cartographers. I would be fine with that. Just like oh, is that a, is that a good idea? Yeah, like first fifty get get one of my Kansas zines because uh, I think I'm having a little bit of like weirdness because it's not ocean stuff and i feel like most people like the ocean things and not like the kansas things <laughs> okay but i have a feeling that if we would ask people to write in and tell us how much they enjoy your your kansas photography and your midwest photography i bet we'd get a lot of messages well i'm sure Actually, we would I bet if it's you... just you know it's you, it's not really like my strong you know uh my str mm -hmm. i don't know whatever you say with the strong thing <laughs> Yeah, the strong bad. I yeah. think that you would. Yeah. Yeah. I think good. Yes. I think that that you're wrong about that. You're a very strong landscape photographer. So I think that this needs to be seen. And honestly, I'm going to give you a deadline at some point. <laughs> and if it's not done by then, we're going to have to take matters into our own hands. Ooh, is that a threat? It's a promise. Nice. I'm okay with that. Okay, good. I need to wash. Do you want to take a little break? Let's take a little break, yeah. I also need to kick his ass. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Sometime in the near future, a major earthquake will lay waste to the entire California coastline. 
from out of the rubble will rise a menace far more terrifying than the death and destruction. Surf Nazis. Who rules the beaches? Who rules the surfers? The beautiful beaches, once the crown jewels of California, are now ruled by ruthless gangs. Only one person is powerful enough, daring enough, brave enough to stop them. Only one person can ensure that surf Nazis must die. She's tough. I want to buy a gun. You're talking like trash, but I'm more interested in something that'll take the head off a honky at 20 paces. She's dangerous. She's all woman. She's Leroy's mama. And as long as she's alive, the surf Nazis must die. First, there was the road warrior. Then there was the Terminator. Now comes an action film of relentless excitement. Taste some of mama's home cooking, Ada. See the film that is creating a tidal wave of action all over the world. See, surf Nazis must die. And we're back. And we are. Guess what? So, kind of a little bit sneaky. There was Uh-oh. a another back that I saw that I was pretty sure had color in it, and I was like, okay, it's been sitting for like I don't know two years. So who gives a shit? I'm gonna throw that sucker in there too. Um, those ones came out. Those were Ektar 100. <laughs> and the ones that I shot at my sisters, the Provia E6 that I was cross-processing, uh, did not come out. Uh, the cross-processing gods did not shine upon me today whatsoever. And I think I know what happened. <laughs> Um, what happened? Tell us. I'm gonna sc- well, I'm gonna scan them just to double check and see like what exactly happened. But this is what I'm thinking happened. I had traded a Graphmatic back with somebody uh, that had the the slots on the side so I could use it for my Super D, and I instead of testing it, I decided to put a bunch of Provia expensive color in it. And guess what? It broke. It would not work. So I put it in a black bag and put it away. Uh, when I got home, I put all that film back in the box, which was probably one of the stupidest things I've ever done, because I'm pretty sure this is one of the negatives that got exposed with uh, light, and that's why there's no image on it. So... End of my story. Also, mm-hmm. I'm going to get the uh, Graphmatic back fixed, and I feel so bad because I think I mentioned it before, and whoever traded it traded it with me like felt really bad that it was broken, and I was like, dude, it's totally fine. <laughs> like I was kind of expecting it. Um, I just need to get it fixed because it is... Those are really awesome, and being able to shoot six sheets of four by five is kind of amazing. Now, the one you're talking about is like the one with the bag? Like the old ones with the bag? No. No, this was a slotted graphmatic uh, holder. Oh, it's so like what I was shooting with, but with the, for, the, for the old, old ones. Yes. Yeah, it oh, had wow. the slots, okay. like the notches in the side, because my 
My Super D has the old back. It doesn't have a graph lock back on it. It has just the regular, um, you need the slotted 4x5 holders for it. I'm a little bummed, but eh, it'll be fine. I think what I need to do is just like shoot four more shots of it at least. So then all those six are gone <laughs> and not expect anything just in case. Just in and, case. Uh, yeah, just go from there. Also, probably should get some proper chemicals for it, but eh, we'll see. As for mine, uh, I do have images. Woo! Uh, I definitely could have I definitely could have done better inside the tent as far as as uh, tickling being well yes as far as being strict about cleanliness goes okay. uh, when I was doing it before I had one hand for developer and fixer and the other hand for water hmm. and so you would have no cross-contamination which was really kind of nice yeah I have some cross-contamination, which resulted in uh, a fingerprint, at least one, probably more, mm -hmm. and some splashes of developer from, probably from my hand. Uh, this is x-ray, so there's definitely going to be scratches. I had, you know, when I was doing them all before, like uh, earlier this, this fall or this summer, um... Uh, I had better practices as far as that went as well, and I avoided scratches almost entirely. I need to really just set this all down and and make sure that I do it right the next time because there's and I'll, and I'll I'll put all six of them up when I scan them and when we're talking about them, I can go over the scratches and all that. But overall, yeah, not the easiest way to shoot film, not the easiest way to shoot four by five. But I, I do love X-ray film. It is so cheap. It it's a wonderful ortho. I you know, it's not it's not the greatest uh, processing in the world though. It's kind of a pain in the ass to process it if you don't have a dark room. And I don't. So that's that. My negatives aren't great. Your negatives uh, are not existent. <laughs> Uh, except for the two that you wouldn't didn't expect to work out at all. You didn't even you didn't even tell us about them. I actually shot those with the um, Century Number Seven with a reducing four x five back. Oh, where did you shoot those? Just outside in my driveway. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like a test. Oh, all right, all right. It worked. Well, congratulations. It worked. It worked. Also, uh, if you guys if you guys have been checking, I got this amazing lens it's just gorgeous it's so pretty i love it so much um and then i went to home depot and i got some wood and then i came home and i only have a skill saw and i've already cut two pieces uh too big and so then i tried to trim it down with just the skill saw, <laughs> and i cut it too short so I'm hoping that the next time I cut, which will be the third time, it'll be the right. It'll, I will get it right this time. <laughs> Measure once, cut twice. Ugh, gosh. Yeah, that's what has been happening over here. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, I'm not really used to, like, using this saw. Um, it's a little bit different than, uh, like, a regular saw. So, I don't know. I wish I knew someone that just, like, had a fucking table saw. So I could just go over there and hang out, but... Maybe next time. 
That would be nice. <laughs> so, uh, is it time to it look into the future? See what it we've got. Cool. And here we are. Not too far in the future, but future enough. It's it's enough future. It's the it's the <laughs> night. It's the evening after. <laughs> it's the eve. It's the eve of the thirteenth. Is it? Basically. It is. Okay. It is well, 13. So how did your, your you, well, you developed, you developed four sheets unbeknownst to us. Lied. I lied. I tricked you guys. So how did uh, your one sheet or two sheets, I guess, come out? Because two of them didn't. Yeah. The uh, Fuji slide did not come out. Okay. And I explained why that didn't come out. Yes. And I'm sticking to that, why that didn't come out. Okay. Uh, the other ones were Ektar 100, and it was a test shot that I took with the Century and my reducing back. Those ones came out pretty cool. They're okay. really old. Cool color. Makes me a little sad. I, I really want to get this this lens board going. So I'm hoping at some point I can finally finish that up that would be great wouldn't it yes it would it would be great but how about you the star of the show here with your x-ray let's let's uh talk about it well tell me a little bit about it i guess there's a few things to talk about first it's old x-ray film i think and so there's little pits all over it, little marks that look like it looks kind of like fungus in a way i don't think it is but little spots. And I think that's because it was sitting in a, a, a cabinet for three months before I developed it. I don't know though, who knows? It's Fuji, uh, HR something something. It's green sensitive. I, I don't think I would get it again, um, but there we are. Hmm. As for the actual photos themselves, which is the important thing, I really like them. I really like them. It's it's a green sensitive film, which means oh. it's not red sensitive at all, and it's much it's not much blue sensitive. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really seem to matter since most of what I was shooting was brown. <laughs> so uh, it was a, it was a farmhouse in in the farmyard, and I know this place. It was a lot of brown grasses. It was a gray sky. The house was was brown to gray. The barn yeah. was very brown. Everything was was very uh, muted in fall colors, which is great for this kind of film. I don't think it would look that much different if I had shot it, even in panchromatic uh, hmm. film. Actually, I have shot it in panchromatic film. It doesn't look that much different. So I, see. I, I really dig it. One of the problems you'll have with ortho, which is what this film is, is that unless you have like a darker sky with some with some textures and some interesting clouds in it, it will just all white out. Like if you look at old Civil War pictures, the skies are white because of that. It was ortho film. And that's what this is. And fortunately, the skies, two things. Fortunately, the skies were blotchy clouds, which was nice. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the best development in the world. So the blotchiness in the development can be seen in the skies, which helps, I guess. 
like most x-ray film, it is emulsion on both sides. And so it's super duper easy to scratch. And I'm very, very rusty with the tickle tent and all of the ways I do things in there. And so I scratch the hell out of these photos. I see. Yes. All the, all, all <laughs> more the, tickling. More, more. Well, I need less tickling or lighter tickling, maybe. Oh, God. This is just freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I need to do, in all seriousness, and I, and I've, I, I have photos of it. It's on our website. It's, um, I'll probably post on the social media. What I need to do is replace buckets. No more buckets. Because what happens is the sheets level out and 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 sink horizontally down to the bottom and i have to mm -hmm. like dig them out mm. so that's that's a no good so what i need to do is get something smaller where they'll stand up i don't know i don't want to use like a stearman press tank because that'll tip over mm -hmm. uh, i could also use i have five by seven trays or trays four five by seven photos or negatives and i, I should probably use those for these uh, I could be able to get into them. And they recommend, and I do use glass, either smooth bottom trays or put glass on the bottom of them. And I and I do that for the developing tray. Because mm -hmm. um, that was the one that was agitate. You agitate that one a lot. So having glass on the bottom, that is super important. Because uh, they would have been so much more scratched up if I hadn't. And so I think that'll do it. And I need to, I need to do that at the end as well. So I'm like my final, like the fixer needs to go in something where I don't have to like dig the photos out at the end. Cause that's bad. If you have to dig your negatives out of places, that's a no good. <laughs> okay, I have a question. What's your question? It's It's been a while. So I just wanted to find out, would you recommend X-ray film for people still? X-ray film is, and it's just, ah, yes, if, you are used to using four by five film. If you're okay. really used to using it, because what, what happens, you, you get it in sheets of eight by 10, except it's not quite the same size of eight by 10 as, as regular negatives, like regular eight by 10 mm -hmm. negatives. So if you're thinking about, about getting eight by 10 x-ray film to be shooting some cheap eight by 10 film, it's, it's, uh, you're gonna need to cut it down a little bit. You can still use it, but you have to cut it. Now you have, you have to do that in like a, a dark room or a dark tent or something. So with four by five, you have to cut it down even farther. You've got to cut an eight by 10 sheet in in, a, in four, I guess. You, how does that work? You don't have to trim it down much more than that. I don't, I think that's it. You just cut it and cut it and then you're done. I think the sheets are a little longer than regular four mm -hmm. by five sheets, but for the holders that I have, that doesn't matter. If it's like a few millimeters longer, it does not matter. So if you're okay with cutting it down and you're okay with developing it in trays and and all of that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but also remember it is uh, highly scratchable and it is orthochromatic, meaning mm -hmm. it's not red sensitive. So you can yeah. do all of this under a red light, which makes it a lot easier. And I wish I could do that. <laughs> I wish yeah. I had a dark room where I could do that. But I don't. So I'm okay. cutting by. I'm cutting blindly. I think we need to work that out for you. Uh, I would probably say the same mm -hmm. as you, as far as my opinion with X-ray. Yeah. 
I think that you should just embrace that there's going to be scratches on it. And if <laughs> you get one without scratches, then you should probably buy a lotto ticket or something. <laughs> well, it's like yeah, scratching happen. can't be a deal breaker. You have mm-hmm. to do, you have to either fix it in post or live with it. And I do a bit of both. Uh, all six mm-hmm. of these photos had scratches that I uh, had scratches that I removed in post. Mm-hmm. And all of them have scratches that I did not remove in post. They are very, very scratched up. I tried to remove the ones that I felt interfered with the composition. There were a couple that I still don't like, but are too difficult to remove. Uh, one other thing is I, I did mention the blotchiness from probably having developer on my hands. Yeah. Um, it's in the fourth picture. There's a bit of splotches. There's a few of them in, uh, in a few pictures. Is and that the one with the, um, my, my favorite one? The one with the trailer, the little uh, wagon that's, in it? Yeah. That's my favorite one. I love that one. And I the, love the splotches. This, I think, and, and yeah, if I was going to get splotches anywhere, compositionally, perfect place for splotches. Absolutely. But ideally, <laughs> I, they shouldn't be there. And you can't always guarantee you're going to get the splotches where you want them to go. So mm-hmm. it's best to have a, a, a a clean hand and a developer fixer hand so mm-hmm. that you don't contaminate your negatives as you go. It's very important. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I think closing in that, if you're still very curious about four by five, but are a little bit nervous about the price, which I can completely understand, x-rays, a good place to at least mess around. I get, I don't know if I recommend it for that. I think you should like get yourself some like FOMA or Arista, make sure you know what you're doing as far as handling four by five film in a dark room or a dark bag, and then decide like what you need to do to cut the film down to the right size and go from there. It's, it's really an advanced, uh, it's probably one of the more advanced things you can do with film. Hmm. You know, when you, if you're comparing like like loading a 35 millimeter into a point and shoot being like the easiest, this is probably the hardest. It's still easier than like tin types or things like that, of course. But as far as regular film goes, I think this is probably the hardest thing to do. It doesn't mean it's impossible and it's not really hard. It's just laborious. But he just like to disagree with me. That's all. No, I, I wish. I, I mean, I I wish I could recommend it for that. <laughs> but I can't. So I don't, I don't think it's a good idea if you're just getting into large format to do this, unless you have a dark room already. And if that's the case, then, then yeah, absolutely go for it. But mm-hmm. cutting blindly in the dark, no, not a, it's a pain in the ass. But if you have a dark room already and you have a red light, go for it. Yeah. If it's, it, it's red sensitive, you can, I mean, I don't know if you can see this, but I have a, um... well, they, they can't see this. This is a podcast. No, I know. I, I have a headlamp. Oh, right. And it has a red light on it. Yeah, and that absolutely. works as a safe light. Yeah, so, exactly. And it's, you know, you can't do that with a wrist. They can't do that with FOMA. No, that's true. That's true. And even with this stuff, and or all ortho, you really do want to keep your red lights dim as possible. And I wouldn't use a headlamp. Um, well, I wouldn't wear a headlamp. I would use it and kind of put it off in the corner. Just just bright enough so that you can see what you're doing. Yeah. So, because it's not supposed to be very red sensitive, but why fog it 
you know, why, why risk that? True. So, yeah, I really do want to get that solved. I want to have some sort of ability to, to have a dark room when I need it. You know, even mm -hmm. if it's like something I have to set up once a month or something. But that would be it. at work. I have a dark room for screen printing at work, but that doesn't have to be light tight. So it's not, but it's close. It's very close to being light tight. Mm -hmm. So I think there would be a good place to start. Get some like big plastic sheathing and go to work. And then I can cut these things till the cows come home. <laughs> Moo. Sorry. Felt like I needed to do that. Of course. I think we should bring it or take it, take it back uh, to the past. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's send it back. Well, thank you, future Eric and future Vanya. Great as as, as always. Someday we're gonna we're gonna drop that that bit, but not not today. Today is not that day. I guess not today. No, not today. But <laughs> I guess that sort of wraps up Dev Party for this week. Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I hope our, our mishaps don't dissuade you from shooting 4x5 and from developing 4x5, even color. <laughs> I know. Even, like even X-ray. over here. <laughs> but if you have any questions at all about the tent, about the darkroom setup that I have, and darkroom is used very, very loosely, feel free to ask. We will, um, generally answer questions as best we can. So... Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I'll see you All guys right. uh, next week. Uh, main episode. Yeah, main episode. Hopefully that's uh, all you've ever wanted. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>